Welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're talking about Matthew's chapter 27. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you returned to the podcast. Uh, Before I get started, I'd like to go ahead and say my little prayer. Father in heaven, please hear my prayer. Please help us to truly understand your word, to let your word live in our hearts every day, to guide us, to comfort us, and redirect us, and to conform us into your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, last time we got together, oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, I've had a little uh, financial problems. Uh, I used to pay my insurance like uh, every six months, and that's like $1,000 is what I pay for my uh, truck insurance because it's a new truck and I have to have full coverage on it. So it's like a thousand bucks. And so I couldn't afford my thousand dollars for last six months ago. So I've been paying monthly on this uh, truck insurance and it comes out to about 200 bucks a month. So it's kind of, it's really uh, uh, put a lot of uh, pressure on me to make that extra $200 a month payment. And so I had to cut back on uh, my broadcasting time because I pay for uh, time to do the podcast. And I can't do three podcasts a week anymore because I have to pay this extra $200 a month. So I'm down to just doing one a week. Uh, but uh, pretty soon, uh, things will work itself out. I heard uh, crazy Democrats and uh, Biden had signed uh, COVID, so I, I should be getting some money. And uh, hopefully I'll use the, some of that money and to increase the hours so I can do more of the podcast. Uh, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into what we're going to be talking about, uh, chapter 27. This would be, uh, okay, Christ was arrested in our last chapter that we got together, and now we're going to see the, the trial that uh, they're going to try. So, uh, let's see, let's begin. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and the elders and all the people took counsel. They conspired against Jesus to put him to death. So when the morning came, they was all out there conspiring to put Jesus to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented of himself. Remember, repent means to turn away or feel sorry for. And he felt remorse. And brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, and saying, I have sinned, that I have betrayed an innocent blood. And they said, What is this to us? You see that see you to that means that's your problem, not ours. And he t- cast down the pieces of silver on the temple and departed. And he went out and hung himself. The chief priest took the silver and They said, we can't keep this in the temple. It is not lawful for us to put it into the treasury because it is is the price of blood. We paid, this is blood money. And they took counsel, so they had another, they gathered together and talked. They're always having meetings. And and brought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. So what they figured they'd do with the blood money is since they can't put it back in the temple treasury, they took and bought a field so they can bury... uh, Poor people in a potter's field and strangers and, and you know, somebody who's uh, couldn't afford or didn't have family, so they would put them in that field. Wherefore, the field is called the field of blood to this day, the day of the writing of the Bible, 
Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took thirty pieces of silver, and the price of him that was valued, whom the children of Israel did value, and gave them, gave, gave it to them for the potter's field, as the Lord appointed me. And then Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, You say. And when he was accused of the chief of priests and the elders, he answered nothing. So when they made accusations and accused him, he didn't say anything. Then said Pilate to him, Hear you now how many things they witnessed against you. He goes, Can't you hear all this? these people bringing all these accusations against you? And he said to him, he answered him to never a word. So he, Jesus never spoke a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said to him, who will you I release to you, Barabbas and Jesus, or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. They knew that why he brought Jesus to him because of, you know they they hate conspired against him. And when he sat down at judgment seat, when he sat down on the judgment seat, his wife said to him, saying, "Have nothing to do with this man. Uh, I had suffered many." things this day in dreams because of him. So she's been having bad dreams because of this, what was getting ready to happen. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, whether of the two will you that I release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to him, what shall I do with this Jesus, which is called Christ? And they said to him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail nothing, he, could, he couldn't persuade the crowd. They wanted blood. They wanted Jesus' blood. But rather a riot was made. He took water and washed his hands before the multitude, multitude, saying, I am innocent of this blood of this just person. You see to it. So he said, I'm innocent of this blood. I've, I've tried to persuade you that this man is innocent. I try to persuade you to let this man go free, and you continue to ask for Barabbas. So this blood is not on my hand. It's, it's on your hands. That's what he is saying. And they answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them when he had scourged Jesus to deliver him to be crucified. Okay, so I read that. That was kind of dry. I'm not a very good reader, sorry. But I got a little surprise for you. It, it's like, I think it's like three minutes long. But just it, it's a little clip from like the past. So just hang on. Here we go. Of the two shall be released to you. Jesus of Nazareth. We cannot let this happen. We must do guilty something. Guilty of proclaiming himself king of the Jews. No, beware the crown. Oh, or 
Barabbas. Barabbas! Release Jesus! He is the true prophet! Get away. Yes. Soldiers won't like Wait. that. The pilot, you're not going to free Barabbas. An assassin, an enemy of Rome. I wonder who is the real enemy. And after that, the soldiers of the governors took Jesus into a common hall and gathered to him the whole band of soldiers. So after that, after that big scene, they took Jesus from that a large group of people and they took him into this hall and gathered around him a whole band of soldiers and they stripped him and they put on a scarlet robe on him and they put on him uh, plated a crown of thorns. So it was a braided thorn crown and they put it upon his head and the reed was in his right hand and they bowed on their knees before him mocking him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on Jesus. And they took a reed and they smote Jesus on the head. After that, they had mocked him and they took the robe off of him and put his own raiments on him and led him away to be crucified. As they came out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. So he carried Jesus' cross. And when they came out to a place called Golgotha, that is said to be a place of skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall. Gall is spoiled, rotten wine. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots that they might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet They parted my garments among them, and upon my vestures did they cast lots. Sitting down, they watched him there, and and sat up over his head, his accusations written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left, and as they passed by, 
insulted him and wagged their heads. And again saying, you that destroyed the temple and built it in three days, save yourself. If you be the son of God, come down from the cross. So the thieves were mocking. The two guys that were crucified next to Jesus were mocking Jesus, telling him to come down off the cross. And then the scribes, likewise, also described the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and the elders saying, he saved others himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. They wouldn't believe him if that happened anyways. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. Let God deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him casted the same insults in 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 their in his teeth and now from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the land to the ninth hour so from 12 to 3 o'clock it was it was like midnight and about the ninth hour jesus cried with a loud voice saying eli eli lama elama sabak taya that is to say my god my god what have why have you forsaken me because at that point in time, when Jesus cried out that, you know, that's because God actually quit looking at Jesus. He couldn't look at Jesus anymore because Jesus had taken in that sin. So God has taken his, his eyes off Jesus, and Jesus has felt that for the first time. Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, This man calls out for Elijah. And immediately one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with the vinegar and and then put it to a reed and gave him to drink. Then the rest said, Let it be. Let's see if whether Elijah comes to save him. And Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. So at, on Matthew 27, verse 50, Jesus dies. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent, torn, and two, from the top to the bottom, an earthquake did quake, and the rocks did split. So at the temple, back at the temple, when the Jews were, there were Jews that were at the temple, servicing the temple where God had the Ark of the Covenant, and the, where they would do the sacrifices and all that stuff. Okay, there's a, a place called the Holy of Holies, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant sits. And the Ark of the Covenant, on top of that, are those two cherubs with their wings uh, touching each other. Well, right above that, that's the mercy seat of God. So, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, when you see in Indiana Jones a temple, or Indiana Jones movies, that, that Ark, that golden chest, that's the actual uh, where God sits. That's his throne-like, where he dwells on earth. When, when he was uh, dwelling on earth... He uh, would would be there above that, and that's called the mercy seat. And they would sprinkle blood on the mercy seat, on the Ark of the of the Covenant. And the, the Old Testament uh, is in there, and I think uh, a, a staff is in there or something like that. I'm not quite sure. I can't remember. But the Holy of Holies, only the priest could go in there. And uh, that was only access to the Jewish priest. The high priest could only go in there once a year. And they, he had to have pomegranate bells around his robe on the bottom of him so you could hear him walking around in there because nobody could go in there. 
And what they used to do is they used to tie a rope around this guy. And he, so he had this rope tied around him. He had these bells on his, on his harm, uh, hems of his garment so you could hear him moving around. So if he ever dropped dead in there, you could take that rope and pull him out because nobody could go in there because that was going before the presence of God and only the high priest could do that. But when Jesus died, and it says right here in Matthew 27, verse 51, Behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom, showing that it comes from God. And the earth did quake, and the rocks did split. When that happened, that, that allowed God, that you're praying, when you pray to God, you're praying directly to him because of that. I mean, when, when you talk to God, you're talking directly to God. The ancient people didn't have that. They had to go through the temple and then take everything through the temple. There was an earthly mediator that stood before between you and God. But when uh, God tore the veil of the temple from the top to the bottom, that got rid of that. That, that, er, that erased all that. You no longer have to have a mediator to go to God. You Christ is the mediator now that as mediate for us. He he's our mediator, Christ. So when we pray, we pray and Christ takes our prayers to God. So personally, we I mean we have personal connection with God now. I mean like a direct line to God. You you got his his phone number. What happens next after this? After they crucified Christ and Christ dies and gives up the ghost. And, and 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 leaves his body and the and the veil is torn and the and the the tail the veil was torn from top to bottom and the earthquake and the rocks were split i mean every rock around there was just split open and then the graves came open the graves were open and many body uh, many bodies of the saints which slept arose so all the all the people that you read in the Bible from Genesis up to this point, all those uh, Christian people, they were all in their graves asleep. But when Christ died and left his body, he took all those saints with him because it says the graves were open and the bodies of the saints which slept arose. And came up out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many. So everybody saw this. Everybody at that time saw this, that the graves came open. The spirits of these people come up out of the graves and they followed Christ on into heaven. And everybody saw that. So if you are wondering if you die and you sleep in your in the ground, no, you do not. After this point, because God is God, Jesus has done what needed to be done. Okay, so if you're a Christian and you die right now, Christ will come redeem your soul for Himself. He'll come to you and take your soul for Himself, or He'll send a loved one to come collect you. But you will never see the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper of death—that's for the lost. That scary death that everybody's afraid of death. Okay, if you're afraid of death, you know, uh, you're a lost person. A Christian is never to be afraid of death because your 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 body, I mean, your soul belongs to Christ. You belong to Christ. And when you die, Christ will come collect you or send the loved one to come collect you personally. 
you don't have to worry about seeing a Grim Reaper because he's only there for the lost. He only collects the lost. And so you're not in your grave. You're not sleep in your grave. No. When you die, your body goes to be with Christ. And Christ, wherever Christ is, that's where you will go. Christ is in heaven. So you go to heaven. And then when Christ comes back, he'll bring your soul with him. And he'll put your soul back into your body. That's what will happen as a Christian. So, no, you're not sleep out in the graveyard. No. That was before this. But after... Matthew 24, 50, verse 52, the graves were opened and the bodies of the saints which slept arose and came up out of the graves after his, resurre- after his resurrection and went into the holy city and it appeared to many. Everybody saw it. And now when the centurions and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquakes and those things which were done that we just talked about, they feared greatly and said, Truly this was the Son of God. And when and many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, Galilee ministering to him, and among them which were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and Mary uh, the mother of Zebedee's children. And when the evening was come, there came a rich man named Arimatheus, uh, named or Arimatheus, named Joseph. And uh, he also himself was uh, Jesus' disciple. And he went to Pilate and begged for the body of Jesus. And then Pilate commanded that the body be delivered to him. And Joseph had taken the body. I got to turn the page. And wrapped it in a clean linen and laid it in its own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock and rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting opposite to the sepulcher. sepulcher. Now, you know... Mary Magdalene, or yeah, Mary Magdalene, she's not Jesus' wife. That Da Vinci Code and all that, that, that that's, that's not right. That, that's Hollywood. You got to remember it comes from Hollywood. It's entertainment. Yeah, it sounds good, looks good, but look, it's not right. It's, it's just made up garbage. And a lot of people believe that garbage, and, and, and that's what they live by. They have no understanding of the Bible. They have no understanding of Jesus, but they think that Jesus got married, had a secret baby, and now they're powerful people in Europe. That's not true. That's nowhere near true. Jesus didn't, didn't come here to have a family, to have a baby, to do any of that stuff like that. He came here to save your life. And the next day, they followed the day... The next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, Jesus said, When he was yet alive, after three days I will raise again, and command therefore the sepulcher to be made uh, secure until the third day, at least his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead, so let so the last so the last error will be worse than the first. Pilate said to him, "You have guards; 
make your way, make it secure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher secure, sealing, this, is sealing it with the stone and setting a watch, so putting a guard on it. And so that brings us to chapter 28. And chapter 28, and that will be the last chapter of Matthews. We're uh, So I'm not sure we're going to do Mark and Luke. We might do John. We might go move off to John as the next one. Because uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are pretty much all the same story, just told told from different viewpoints. And we just went through Matthew, so this is Matthew's viewpoint. But like I said, uh, go to your Bible, read it, you know, study your, you know, go through each one of them. But each one of them is a, a different aspect, different look from a, a different perspective. So that's uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then when you start getting into the Acts, Acts is like a history book of the Bible. So I'm not sure which one we're going to jump into next. I think we might just skip Mark, Luke, and go into John. Yeah, we might do that. So after we finish Matthew 28, we'll probably flip over into John. Okay, so uh, that's the end. Let me see where we're at. Okay, uh, call to action. Sign up for the prayer list today, and if you like a sticker, leave me an email, send you a sticker. I'd also like to uh, for you to start your own prayer list, write names to people you love and care about. And if God answer a prayer, write that down too. Okay, let's go ahead and do the prayer of salvation. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I do need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart and take control of my life. To be my Lord and Savior, I willingly choose to turn from sin and turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Uh, change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so remember, you got to have repentance of life. Repent means to turn away or to feel sorry for You can't be a, a Christian or make the prayer of salvation and then try to be a Christian and uh, go on with your own uh, bad, dirty life because it, it it's going to end you in a train wreck. I mean, it's just not going to work out for you. It's best just turn away from all that. Try to put more of the Bible, more Christian music in your life, more Bible reading, more church time. You know, try to grow that grace and knowledge and understanding. Okay, I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning, 11 Central Standard Time, and again, 11, 6.30 p.m. Sunday night, and again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. If you do come, would you put it in the comments section at your friend podcast? Okay, I'm asking if you'd like to donate to the church, South Heights Church, Baptist Church. Uh, there's now a donate link on the website, God's Pathway to Life.Faith. There's a clickable link in the detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. And remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we're all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.